0: <laughs> Hi, starting off strong today. Welcome back. <coughs> How are ya?
1: Overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I'm not bad, but like today, like in this moment right now, I'm super overwhelmed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have had a long last 72 hours. How are you? Same. Overwhelmed? Mm-hmm. Well, you guys just moved. Mm-hmm. So you have every right to be
0: like exhausted and overwhelmed. Yeah. Um. Luckily, like we didn't. Ha- you and I <laughs> didn't have to do like any of the heavy lifting. <laughs> like literally, Chris did it all in one day. So like, he dude. He like bawled hard to get
1: that stuff done too. And then we just
0: like moved shoes. <laughs> well,
1: I fucking like broke your go wrap. Oh, my gosh. How did that happen? So I was, like, rolling and everything was fine. And then there was a moment where I, was, I felt like it was kind of leaning. I was like, there's no way. And so I just kept pulling it. And then as I opened your door, the whole thing just, like, fucking fell towards me. And my son is sitting there watching it happen, like, watching TV. He's like, Mom. Mom. I was like, help. 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 <laughs> I watched the whole thing fall. And as it, like, fell and all the clothes fell off of it, he looks up from his fucking TV show and he's like, did you need help? Not any fucking more, bro. What a little turd. So I don't know what happened, but the whole thing. And then, like, I was like, Chris, I don't know what happened. And he's like, Chris just like
0: fixed it. Yeah, he's like, click, 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 (laughs) click. And I was like, oh, I didn't know it did that. Well, now I feel stupid. But we almost have like the whole thing decorated and everything. Like, we're finally settling in. Um, I think the only thing we have left is the guest room, and we're not even going to talk about that. Just, yeah, just close the door for right now. Mm -hmm. If you don't see it, it's not there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so I don't have a whole lot This is a nice wine glass. It was a Christmas gift. I like it. I like the color of it. It feels nice. I
1: think it's called... What's it called? The Happy Lush. The Happy Lush. It's a mauve-ish with a fucking wine-stained smiley face. I like it. I like it. It's cute. So, yeah. I mean, I think today the overall consensus is that we're overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, and I, like, I walked in and I'm, like, my fucking house is a disaster. Mm. And to, like, most people, they'd be, like, Chelsea, it's not even that bad. But, like, I have anxiety. <sighs> and so when there's, like, dirt on my floor, I've not swept my floor in two days. And that's, like, super abnormal for me. The dishes in my sink are, like, three days old. But I've literally, like, been at work of some sort for. This
0: whole week has been so crazy busy. Such a shit show. I wonder. I think part of it, too, is that it's the end of the month. And so, like, we're both trying to get, like, all of our notes and stuff in. Yeah. <coughs> on time. Um, yeah. yeah, but, and then we've been moving and then we're leaving town tomorrow and it's just cuckoo bananas.
1: You know, and you have to go break me into the office so that I can, you know, mm-hmm. do the necessary documentation so we can get paid for all the work we did, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. end of the month
0: stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's been crazy. But... What else is going on in your world? <gasps> okay wait we have to talk about this okay i don't want to like go like super deep into it because if they decide that they don't want to do it with us then okay we... hold on i've to unbutton my pants <laughs> <laughs> i had my pants unbuttoned at work all morning Dude,
1: it's like i've been wearing actual jeans all day and
0: like i just need to I just need to let it out for a minute so the super cool chick um messaged us on instagram <clears throat> Y'all, we're about to be super fucking famous. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't anybody take that for truthies. <laughs> um, sent this message on Instagram saying that she liked our podcast and that she has this thing called um, Choose Improve. And, and I'm not going to talk too much about it just because... We're just going to teach you a little bit. If slash when she decides that she wants to come hang out with us on the pod, um, I want her to talk about it. But basically... If I'm paraphrasing here, she wanted to talk to us about mental health and improv and using humor to cope with mental health, which is like my shit. I'm sorry, that's not what we do here. <laughs> I think I tell I think I tell you dead dad jokes more than any other person would ever think is appropriate. <laughs> Hey, if you have a dead dad, use it. <laughs> it, it makes funny jokes for sure. Um, let's see what Mama Angie.
1: You don't get, you know, the one thing I can tell you that's positive about having trauma is you have a stellar fucking sense
0: of humor. True. You know what I was realizing today huh. as you're looking that stuff up? Sorry, I'm going to get close. I'm like, uh, your mama sent so many things. I don't know which one to pick. I, I think, think we forgot Mama's Corner existed for a little while. So Angie, one, she sent us many. I just kind of picked one. Many, many. This one says, did you know anxiety affects your balance? Duh. When you experience severe levels of anxiety, you can also have frequent balance problems like feeling dizzy for no apparent reason or swaying more than others while standing normally. This begins at an early age, but studies have shown that treating the balance problem during childhood can help reduce anxiety, which is... That's
1: kind of bananas.
0: It's super bananas. Oh,
1: shit. I watched a movie. I watched Thunder Force the other day. Have you seen that? Um, Melissa McCartney and, and what's her name? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. What is it that she says? T- it's taters. That's taters. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I watched that and I was like, I'm going to start using that. Like, God, this is so taters. I wonder what it is about anxiety and balance, per se. I don't know. No, I'm curious. I'm gonna write it down. Angie teased us. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say something smart ass, but nothing came to me. So
0: <laughs> you just go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Do you think I can write on this? It's my contract. Probably shouldn't.
0: No, use you're so stupid. Use this.
1: <laughs> you know you have a really good friend. I'll just write on the envelope. So once again, I've taken on more than I can bargain for. You are back baby. Yeah, back in crisis. Uh, literally. <laughs> I, did you ever leave? <laughs> no. No, no, no. No, I didn't. What the fuck was I writing down? Oh, anxiety and balance. Um,
0: no, you're back in crisis response. Well, it's kind of my
1: baby. You know, it was an idea that when the contract was dropped, you know, an old colleague of mine and I were like, let's fucking take this on. So it's kind of something like I've seen from the very beginning and I've watched it grow and then I took on like the not necessarily the head coordinator, because I know like our our boss did a lot of that work too. Our boss is, because um, I'm not gonna fucking talk to half the people they had to talk to. I have anxiety. <laughs> like, you guys do that. I'll just stand here and be like, "Hi, this is what crisis response is." So yeah, I'm back. I'm actually on call right now, which has been interesting. <laughs> Kicked it off with a really stellar fucking call, which actually is gonna streamline part of our conversation today. Um yes
0: um but no i'm back so i have my
1: this is my first actual like independent contractor agreement i know because otherwise i'm just an intern mm-hmm. until december um but this was super cool to go in and they're like okay here's your independent contractor agreement and i'm like "Ooh, this is so fancy What do has been nice it.
0: having you back on because i'm like thank the lord it's I need someone to hold phone for me. Like, and just text you.
1: Yeah. I I'm here for it. You know
0: how much I like crisis
1: work. It's when I was, I was telling our, our boss the other day, you know, cause she's like, I know it's so hard. And I'm like, not really though. Like after being in the clinician role for as long as I've been in it now, crisis work is so fucking nice. Like, yeah, it's super intense and it gets your adrenaline pumping and it's like super high stress, but you go in and there's always a fucking answer. Mm-hmm. Either they're going to be hospitalized or they're not. Mm -hmm. And if they're not, then you set them up with counseling. But then that's it.
0: Like you leave that night, case closed, you go and you do your paperwork and that's it. So speaking of adrenaline. Mm -hmm. So I was training a new hire the other day. And I guess, I don't know. My phone has never had the same ringtone as the crisis phone. But it did this time, which was weird. weird. And it was on loud. I never, I forgot to turn my phone on silent before I came into work. And my phone started ringing. It was the day I gave you the phone. I'd have, like, shit my pants. I and it panicking. started ringing, and I was like. <gasps> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it's just my phone. And then, like, for the rest of the day, like, I was, like, shaking. And, like, All of those bitches who are on call all the time, we're probably going to end up with, like, PTSD. <laughs>
1: gonna hear phones ring and we're gonna be like
0: <gasps> it's just when that phone rings it's loud and it's scary and you know you're about to go into like a crazy unknown situation you never know what you're walking into yeah and
1: it doesn't feel like i've done crisis work on and off throughout my entire mental health career for like 13 years however long it's been since i was 18 um let's not talk about that but old Dude. fuck off you infant <clears throat> there's <laughs> But you know, I've been in this field for so long, and I've done crisis work on and off, and I've held on-call phones pretty much the whole time. Um, And it never fails; my adrenaline always goes when that phone rings. Mm. Like you just—you don't get used to it, or maybe some people do. I don't get used to it.
0: (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) That's the fakest laugh I've ever. You know what? I'm really sad about. Speaking of call, what? So I saw something on Facebook. It's like the paranormal circuit. Mm-hmm. I really want to go to it. What day is that on? It's like the 13th, 14th, and 15th, I believe. I really want to go, but I'm on call. It's in Rapid City, and I'll already be in Rapid City. so I really want to go. It's like a spooky circuit.
1: <sighs> <laughs> I don't want to go without you. I'll already be in
0: Rapid. Well, maybe I'll see. I have to meet my boyfriend's parents. Ooh, how do you feel about that? Good. I'm excited. Yeah? Yeah. Are you like nervous at all? I'm always nervous. <laughs> That's part of my DNA. Is anxiety. I bet but, his parents are excited to meet you. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're like, okay, whatever. Like they don't even care. <laughs> they're not excited, nor they're gonna walk in, they're gonna be like, This bitch. They're gonna be like, Why are you <laughs> No, he made
1: sure to tell me there's a there's wine and a dog. that's all that matters yeah worst case scenario if your parents hate me give me a glass of wine and I'll sit in the corner with the dog (laughs) it's fine right it's fine so I do that that weekend and so like I'll already be there fine
0: Mm. what 14th
1: yeah so I got this new cool um like I got three actually three new whiteboards one is like a whiteboard calendar, so we can keep track of all of our stuff, like me and the kids.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. you all know, like I, my memory sucks ass. It doesn't matter what I fucking do, mm-hmm. but that'll keep track of all of us. And then I got each kid their own whiteboard because school's starting here in the next couple of weeks. So right now we're just using it to like I write out their chores, and they get to choose what chores they want to do mm-hmm. every week. Um, and then I'll start using their personal whiteboards to write out like their homework and bedtime routine. Mm-hmm. Cause you know me and my routines, but I don't know. This week's been emotional. I had to do some crazy shit. I didn't think I was going to have to do you really, you didn't think you'd have to
0: do that. I was. Okay. So I was hoping, I was really hoping it wouldn't come down to that, but it did. And so we're talking very cryptically, maybe in like a few months we'll be able to share this <laughs> or a year. I don't even know. It's heavy. Know.
1: Um, We've been chatting for 12 minutes. Wow. We don't have any questions because I fucking didn't put anything on social media. I need, so, okay, maybe I'll just put it on my fucking whiteboard. Hmm. Ask, ask for questions. (laughs) That every, maybe you bitches should just know that like once a week you need to start asking us questions because I'm not going to fucking
0: remember. Oh. Oh, what did we find? The voice clip thingy. Ooh, yes. So we found this thing where, so we put the link on our Facebook. If you don't follow our Facebook, it's Mental Health Sucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. And um, you click the link, you have to make an Anchor account. Um, Super easy and it's free. So it's yeah. not like you have to like subscribe to anything. But you can ask your questions that way or share comments or talk to us that way. You just send us a voice clip and we can actually insert the voice clips into the episode. So I think that's super cool. Super cool.
1: It's like a new feature that just came out. And, you know, Lindsay, if you want to try it out, <laughs> out it'll be you. <laughs> she should just fucking join the podcast at
0: this point. It's hard. She's so far away. Lindsay. Move to Shadron. Oh gosh. She would never, never. come back to Shadron. No never. way. She spent she did her time.
1: <laughs> she did her time and she's fucking out. But no. So um I shared it on my personal Facebook because I don't fucking remember how to get into the other
0: one, but I will. I'll figure out how to get into the other one. Oh, I don't think I remember. You made the Facebook, so I don't think I have the login information for that. I think I'm already logged into it, truthfully. I I really do. Like, on my phone I am, so I can, like, share it. I'll figure it out. I know I'm logged in on my phone, but I do not know how that happened.
1: Oh, because maybe we were smart. Anyway. Probably. (laughs) One time we were smart. Anyway, we'll figure it out, and we'll get it shared um, to the Facebook page, which is Mental Health Sucks. Sucks is S-U-C-C-S. Same thing with our Instagram and whatever fucking else. TikTok. Um, TikTok. Which I don't can't even tell you the last time we posted anything on TikTok. We
0: need to make more TikToks together.
1: I shared oh, a I really have a, funny one. I
0: have a TikTok that I want to make with you.
1: Okay. Don't say it. Say it after we record. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay. What are we doing here today? We are talking about all of the barriers and challenges that come with the mental health field. Yep. So not receiving services, no. presenting services, um, 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 all that good stuff. So why is this an important topic for us to cover? Because it's real. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Because we talk so much about breaking the stigma and making it okay to not be okay. Um, But when you get to that point, you're like, okay, I'm ready to get help. And then getting help can be so hard sometimes, which it shouldn't be.
1: It shouldn't be, but that this is the reality of the world that we live in. And it's not because of the stigma and it's not because of, you know, lack of people caring. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there are certain barriers that we just can't break through. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today is just, those barriers and the limitations to receiving care in the mental health field. So we've had a lot of personal experience with this this week. And that's kind of what led us to like, we sat down today we were like, what the fuck are we going to record on mm-hmm. one? Because we're a day or two early because M's leaving tomorrow for a wedding. And then I'm going to wrap it on Sunday and I won't be back till Tuesday morning.
0: I'm going to miss you.
1: I got to figure out who's going to fucking hold the phone for me. Cause apparently I'm
0: on call again on Tuesday. I don't know. So like, I can take it if you take it back on Wednesday. But I think then I'm on call on Thursday. Well, okay, we'll talk about this tomorrow. Well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about this after. Cause like, I I only need anyway, irrelevant.
1: Um, but with all this stuff that's been happening, like we're a few days early, and we were like, what are we gonna record on? And then we realized like we had so much experience in fighting through barriers this week, like. Between the two of us, we spent, God, how many hours would you say we spent just trying to fucking fight through barriers to get one person help? Mm -hmm. One person who was sitting in our hands, like, please fucking help me. Mm -hmm. And it took us four or five days Mm -hmm. to finally get this person help. One, because we're stubborn assholes and we weren't going to stop until we figured something out Two because we have awesome law enforcement who had our backs. We had awesome hospital staff who were like, fuck no, like let's get this person help. I mean, we were surrounded by people who were, ready to fight. Um, but there were a lot of barriers that came up that we were like, this shouldn't shouldn't be a barrier, but th-
0: it's important for us to address and talk about. Right. So, let's talk about what some of those barriers are. I have a few. There might be some repeats. <clears throat> also, okay, sidetracked. So, I was putting up the living room artwork, right? Yeah. Um, and I've only put up half of it, and I'm like, shit, I don't know where to put this other stuff. So if I took pictures of all of them on Snapchat and like you can cut them out and make them like stickers. Shut up. And so thus I got a little creative. Oh. And so this is a sticker. <laughs> and that's a sticker and that's a sticker. And I was like, That's okay. a good idea though. And so I took a picture of it and then I put the stickers on there and like try to figure out see, you, so you can see that's my couch, obviously, but anyway. but it kind of gave you an idea of like the layout of your room. Uh-huh. Anyways, I don't know. Cool.
1: (laughs) Anyway, barriers to mental health. (laughs) Decorating hack. Fucking make stickers on Snapchat.
0: Um, I have my first one is knowledge gaps. Not everyone is fully educated on mental health because either they don't want to be or lack of resources is a big one, especially in our area. Lack of resources, like I know when it comes like psychiatry, it's always telehealth here. Well, just rural Nebraska. Yeah, I mean
1: what kind of psychiatrist do you know is going to move to Shadra, Nebraska? Right. Do we need them? Yes. Absolutely. But they're going to make a lot more money being in a city. Mm-hmm. And not that it's all about the money, but if you, if you spend that long in school and that much money on your education, you want to be somewhere where you can at least break even. Right. You know. Um, keep going. Okay. Sorry. you looked at, <laughs> I thought I had something to say, but then you looked at your phone and I got distracted.
0: Um, stigma. Oh, wait. No. Go back. What? I didn't realize you were moving on. Knowledge gaps. That's what I said. (laughs) Fuck off. I I said that. (laughs) I just said that.
1: (laughs) So I just want to make sure that we cover all the way. Mm -hmm. So that knowledge gap, like lack of resources, yes, lack of understanding. One thing I want to just highlight before we move on is that your medical providers, while they can diagnose and they can prescribe to you, they're not always required to take courses in mental health.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We have a couple providers – where we live that are fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. Like I would bow down and like hand them my caseload if I could, because they are just so fucking awesome. I kind of want to send them like a cookie bouquet. We should. Cookie. You've never seen that. You can send cookie bouquets. I've seen like candy ones. No, you send them a giant fucking like cookies on a stick. Oh, just saying. (laughs) It's unique. They'll remember us (laughs) anyway. Um, but just know that like not all medical providers and we've talked about it in previous episodes, but they're not required to take courses in mental health. Mm -hmm. So I just, that knowledge gap isn't necessarily that like they don't know about it, but that they're not, they don't have the education necessary to make proper diagnoses. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay. Continue. Stigma. Stigma. (laughs) Which we've talked about before. Stigma
0: is a really, really big one. Why? um, Why do we have stigma? I couldn't tell you why we have it. (laughs) we have it because of gender roles we have it because of generational gaps we have i mean the list goes on and on and on men don't it's a stigma men men don't suffer i've actually seen pull up pull yourself up by your bootstraps like what if you don't have boots
1: right i think um the stigma something that regardless what we do to break the stigma, there will always be that stigma to mental health.
0: Yeah. It's just always going to be there. It's one of those taboo topics that absolutely should not be taboo. Have we done an episode on stigma? Uh, no. Okay, continue. <laughs> I have access to care. And just bringing this back up, we are in a very rural area. And so, I mean, if you think about, okay, where we're located in the state of Nebraska, we only have one behavioral health unit near us in the panhandle and it's two hours away. (laughs) Yeah. So access to care is like a a really big one. And like, and then if you go to the other side of the state, I mean, there's many, but but... even if there's a lot though, you think let's talk about insurance. Let's talk about poverty.
1: So when you think about access to care, we're not just talking about psych wards, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is a very terrible term, Chelsea behavioral health units. Um, we're not talking about behavioral health units specifically, but also access to care in terms of like therapy. Mm -hmm. There are issues with insurance companies. And I can say this as a clinician, like there are some insurance companies that limit the amount of sessions you can have as a clinician. You have to have a diagnosis within 30 days. Even if you're like, I don't have enough fucking information. Mm -hmm. If you want to get paid as a clinician, you have to have a diagnosis, but if they don't have insurance, how are they going to receive that care? Because therapy is expensive. So unless you have a therapist who's willing to work pro bono or sliding fee, or they have grant funding or whatever, now you have these people who are like, I'm ready. I want some help. I want to go to therapy, but I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. I don't have insurance. And that goes for any health care. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you it's do? Talked. I mean, it, it makes it so hard to access resources, even if they're readily available in your area. You have to think about income levels. You have to think about poverty. You have to think about insurance. Mm-hmm. You have to think about the quality of care. So you look at like the care of some of these places and it's like, yeah, they could go. But what's the quality that they're going to receive? And I think specifically about the situation that we just handled. It's like we kind of had to be dicks to them a little bit. And not that I'm saying like they would take that out on the, on the patient, but. You never know. So because we were assholes, what's the quality of the care the patient's going to receive? Right. Because we had to advocate so hard. So it's not, it's not just like whether or not it's readily available. It's also the resources within your area
0: and your grasp to help you access those resources. Right. The next one I have is workforce shortages, which is a really big one. Um, I also have that in the other website that I have too, which is a lack of clinician, a clinician shortage. It's so like staffing problems, right? There's not enough, simply not enough people who are going into this field who can have a caseload of over so many. You know, so if you're listening and you're wondering what to do with your future, here's your
1: sign: mental health. Don't worry, we don't have any issues because of our careers.
0: <laughs> don't call, keep reading. Quality of care and variation in practice. We've kind of touched on that um, payment. So that's basically all they have here. Let me see if I have my other website. I did bring up the shortage. Um, limited mental health access. We already know that fragmented mental and physical health access. We already know that stigma. And that's what I've got. <clears throat> so I actually found a really cool website. It's counseling and
1: it's, it's, a bunch of crap. Mm-hmm. It's Wake Forest University. Um, and so they talk about like the five biggest challenges of mental health care. And some of these I really want to highlight. The first one is the lack of support. So there's an article out there from Psychology Today, um, and they talk about how mental health professionals really struggle with taking care of their own mental health. So the biggest challenge that we have on like this side, because we talk a lot about like as a client perspective. I want to revert that back to the clinician perspective. There's such a lack of support for what we do and how much we take on and how hard our job is and how little we take care of ourselves. So there's a very specific reason why there's that saying out there that every therapist has their own therapist. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you fucking should. Um, But there's a, there's a huge lack of support out there because we do a poor job of monitoring our own mental health and that of our colleagues and there's also, like, that – is that my dog? Okay, i will get in a second. Mm. There's also that outline, like, if we see a colleague struggling, do we speak up and say, like, hey, I notice you're really not doing well. I think we need to talk about you taking some time off.
0: Mm-hmm. Because you
1: can't help someone if you're not mentally well. Right. And we struggle with that. I mean, I joked in, like, our first couple episodes about how, like, I fucking suck with self-care. Um. So despite these problems, mental health care professionals may not receive needed treatment. Also stigma, right? You know, mental health care providers have, how, to have how, it all together.
0: How can I help someone if I can't help myself? I can't, I don't need help. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. And so the next one, and this one I'm probably going to read directly just because I don't want to fuck it up. Barack Obama, Barack Obama's healthcare law. So laws surrounding healthcare and the provisions for mental health, the laws, While they were fantastic, there's also a lot of gaps in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Many people are not aware that their insurance will cover mental health treatment under Barack Obama's health care policy. So in 2014, one poll found that 40 percent and this is just Californians, but 40 percent of Californians did not understand that their health care insurance would would cover mental health care. So you may have access to these benefits, but you don't know it because insurance companies aren't like, hey, BT dubs will cover therapy for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people fall into a coverage gap where treatment is not available to them. So they'll get a certain amount of coverage, but then insurance companies are very specific about what kind of treatment, how how much, how frequently. Um, And policymakers struggle to define what is an adequate level of mental health treatment. So I can tell you just from experience there have been times where like I've been saying this person meets the required required level of care that you give. And they're like, no, they don't. Mm -hmm. They would be finding a lower level of treatment regardless of how often they tried that lower level of treatment. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's just room for clarification in the laws, um, lack of funding. So the federal government is making efforts to offer funds. And so this goes back to like 2014 there were appropriations in a bill made for like $115 million to go towards mental health initiatives. Wow. Isn't that insane? Mm-hmm. I don't know where it all went because in some parts of the country, there are still huge deficits in the amount
0: of mental health care provided. hmm So it makes you wonder, like, where did this funding go? Yeah. Reallocations or something like that. Which
1: I'm sure we could find it, but I'm too fucking lazy. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to.
0: Um, But according to data from the Department of Health and Human Services,
1: 55% of U.S. counties, all of which are rural, do not have a practicing psychiatrist, psychologist, or social workers. So we have like a handful of social workers, but I'll tell you we have like one psychologist. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Do we have more than one? Mm -mm. And psychiatrists? Mm -mm. No, we have Mm -mm. to travel two hours for like any of this stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. No minimum standards is the next one. So for non-drug therapies, there's a huge lack of minimum standards. So it makes it really hard to determine what treatments are safe and effective. So like as a clinician, you have to use evidence-based practices and you should be following ethics, but it's really hard to monitor that.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: how do you know that the clinician you're seeing is using those evidence-based practices? Especially in rural areas, because it's easy to kind of like fly under the radar,
0: right?
1: And so there's not a lot of people checking up on you. Um, some other challenges: cultural competence. Oh, it's a huge, it's a huge issue.
0: I feel like people go to certain areas, like if you okay, can. Okay, I gotta find the right way to say this. Okay. <laughs> if you go to a specific area where you know there is heavy on one culture versus others do your research on it absolutely like, absolutely i think i'm pretty confident in saying that like a lot of the clinicians in our area are pretty competent to native american yep. uh, culture
1: well you have to be
0: you have to be but I, I can almost guarantee that there's other areas in Nebraska. So, okay, so, like, Lexington. Lexington is, like, a big area um, with a lot of people who have immigrated over. And I can almost guarantee you that there are not oh, commonplace. Such- Hi,
1: so let me remind you, according to the American Counseling Association (laughs) and the National Association of Social Workers, your ethical code requires that you have cultural competency to any sort of population you're serving. Correct. There's my legal jargon for the day. (laughs) So if you're practicing and you're not being culturally competent, fucking read your ethical codes. I come off my soapbox. I digress. (laughs) But, you know, it's not just Native Americans. You know, it's Asian Americans. It's African Americans. It's the Hispanic community. It's the LGBTQAI+. I mean, even that acronym has changed. And if you're not... Oh, so many times. And if, if you're not savvy on, like, what's the new acronym? Mm-hmm. That probably was not correct. I probably missed a letter.
0: I watched a video where... Um, I don't know who, like, hosts these. But there's, like... Um, facebook page or youtube page or whatever who gets two like polar opposite groups (gasps) like just for example (laughs) you have people wearing maga hats and then (laughs) people like on the complete like drag queens right love and they sit down and they have like they facilitate civil conversations and ask them questions like okay what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And like, they share their viewpoints with each other, like very appropriately. It's a really cool thing to watch. I just watched one where they were talking about like using the entire alphabet to describe this community of people versus just saying queer. And a lot of people who are on the LGBTQ plus side said like, yes, like I identify as queer because um, like um, they like listen all these reasons. Anyways, it was really cool. That is pretty cool.
1: Off topic. I was gonna say, if you find that link, you should share it
0: because yeah. there's
1: probably people who want to see it. But anyway, cultural competence—that's a huge barrier in mental health care. Just yes. because there are there are some areas where that's it's not really thought about until you encounter an issue,
0: mm-hmm. and then it's
1: like, fuck, I'm not competent in this. And I always use like when I first started here, I had a client from. Um I'm not gonna remember it now now. I feel like a dick. Different country or it wasn't a different country. It's like a little group of islands. Okay. Um, and I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head. If I remember, I'll like fucking do a correction next week because I know I'm gonna fuck this up. Um but I went to our local library because I was like, I don't know anything about this population of people. Like it's a small population of people who immigrated into our area because of some issues. Um there was one book, one book on this population of people. And it was a children's book. I was like, there's no way I can gain any sort of fucking cultural competence in working with this, with this person. Mm -hmm. Um, and they didn't speak very good English. And so it was, it was hard, but it was like, I'm not competent to work with you because I don't understand your culture. Right. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, making sure patients have access to needed medications. Yes. Again, super hard in certain areas dealing with policy changes whether they're federal state or local levels, um, advocated, advocating for integrated care. And that can be a huge barrier as well because integrated care is essentially like all of your treatment people working
0: together. Right.
1: Is there a better way to explain that?
0: Interdisciplinary team. So, okay. For example, I used to be in hospice. I was an intern in hospice. Right. Um, Every Tuesday or like, no, it was once a month. I think it was like every third Tuesday of the month or something, we would have an IDT meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, Other places called it MDT, multiple disciplinary or interdisciplinary. Um, And in these meetings, we would have the social workers, the massage therapists, the doctors, the nurses, all CNAs. Everyone who was involved in this patient's care came together and said, Okay, I met with John Doe today and or this week, and this is like something that I saw that was concerning. Has anyone else seen this? Yep. And like that way, you can create a a more effective plan of care, and the efficacy of service delivery is much more improved. Times yes.
1: So it's it's basically anybody <clears throat> who's working with this person coming into a collaboration, right, to make sure that we're we're treating this as a whole person and not like, okay, well, you have your medical doctor, go see them for medical stuff. Like we're all working together. And so that's why like when you go to see your medical doctor or your therapist or whoever, they may ask you like, are you seeing, who's your primary care physician? I ask that in every intake, who's your primary care physician? Would you be willing to sign a release for them? Because sometimes you'll go to your doctor and you'll report symptoms that come out as physical, but they're actually tied to your mental health. And if I can call your primary care physician and say, Hey, I'm seeing these things, Is this coming across on their physical? Mm -hmm. Is this a medical thing we should be concerned about? Or is this more mental? Right. It just, it helps us, like I'm said, it helps us create a more fair picture of the whole person.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's kind of that integrated care approach. It's all of your treatment team working together. Yeah. That's what I have.
0: That's all you have. That's all I have.
1: Barriers to fucking, you know,
0: getting care. Yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. I feel like not this is a very not talked about topic. Absolutely. I think a lot of people who aren't in the mental health field, uh, I think it's easy to just assume like mental health is health until you're actually working in it. And you're like, no, this is actually a much bigger struggle than anyone would ever believe. Well, but it is. Know- and I think a big part of it too is that, I mean, we have talked about this so many times, but mental health is invisible. You can't see a depression like you can see a broken leg. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so hard for funding. I think it's why it's so hard for insurance. I think it's why it's so hard for integrated care, for um, resources in rural areas. I think it all comes in together to create this really, really sad monster of a uh, lack of knowledge and resources.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's kind of an unfortunate picture because those of us in the mental health field are constantly advocating right. for access to care, mm-hmm. access to care, access to care. And it's not because we're not here to provide the care, but I'll tell you right now, like most of the clinicians in our area are full.
0: Oh yeah. There's
1: waiting lists. So what, all do, you, of them. what do you do when all of your clinicians are full? <laughs> you have to look at service areas outside and then that becomes an insurance issue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so we, we just have a lot a lot of things that could be improved in terms of like finding access to care for mental health providers in our small town. There's not like a lot of peer groups Mm -hmm. for people to turn to. So we have to turn them to like online communities. And if I have to hear one more client, tell me like, I don't fucking know how to use the internet or like, I don't want to go to an online community. I want to go sit face to face and I have to be like, sorry. Right. If you don't want to go to AA, sorry, I don't want to tell you Mm -hmm. because we just have that lack of resources. And it's unfortunate.
0: Boo. Yeah. Boo. Stupid. Do you have a quote? Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say? No.
1: Okay. No, I don't think so. Um, so one, one is just like, I just, it's just a reminder. It's not necessarily a quote for the week, but it's from a website called wellbeingsidekick.com. Super cool. There's lots of like little quotes on there. Um, lots of like little pick me ups. And so this is just a reminder. This isn't our quote, but I want you to take a deep breath and remember that you are the child who lived through survival mode and the empowered adult who chose their healing oh, love doesn't it kind of give you goosies. Mm-hmm. Like I've been doing a lot of shadow work.
0: Deuce, deuce. <laughs> she should be our mascot. Deuce.
1: Um, I've been doing a lot of shadow work and like getting in touch with my inner child and really starting to heal those wounds from my childhood, from the trauma I experienced. Um, I almost want to do a new trauma episode because I feel like I've experienced so much trauma in this last year. Oh yeah. And you don't really realize the extent of the abuse and trauma you're in until you come out of it. So I almost want to do a new trauma episode, but I've been doing a lot of work with my inner child. And so that was something that when I read that, it really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. It's like, remember the, like you chose to heal that inner child mm-hmm. and to fix those wounds and to go back and sift through this shit and the, the gross, dirty feelings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But here's our quote, Nikki Bannis. Probably fucked that up, but <laughs> it's called proud and it's a very long one. So just fucking shh and listen. I'm <laughs> holding a shh. Have you seen Austin Powers?
0: (laughs) Yeah, obviously. Okay, what fucking question is that? I don't know. Sometimes I forget how old you are. Okay. (laughs) It's called Proud.
1: I'm so proud of you. I'm proud that you keep showing up every single day. I'm proud of all the tough decisions you had to make and that even though it was hard, you stood your ground. I'm proud that you never gave up on yourself and kept fighting for everything you love. I'm proud that despite everything you've been through, you still wake up and find ways to smile every day. I'm proud that even though you've seen so much darkness, you always continue to search for the light. I'm proud of you and how far you've come, and I'm even more excited for everything that's still to come.
0: Aww. The end. I love that. Send both of those to me before you forget on Tuesday. I tell us send them (laughs) right (laughs) now. Because you know I fucking all forget. I love that.
1: It it was one of I kind of teared up when I read it. So I send them to a runner. That's all. Yay! Yay! So don't forget the little voice clip thing that we talked about. Yay! It's on our Facebook. It's on um, Facebook. There's so we've talked about like reminding you guys about this, and then we forget to remind you. But there is ways you can donate.
0: Um, yep. So there is a thing called listener support, and it is linked in our Instagram. Um. I believe on our Facebook too. And if not, then you can find we'll it. it. But um, all you have to do is click on the link. It'll take you straight to our anchor. Um, and then you have an option of like 99 cents a month four ninety nine, or 9.99 a month.
1: Cause here's the deal. We're going to get funnier if you start donating money.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Kidding. if
0: you do that, then we can um... quit our jobs and do this full time. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> So that that does exist. If you do click on our anchor link and that pops up, and you're not interested, there is an option to like exit out of that and then still listen to our episodes. So just yeah, it's know not it's required. not required. Um, our podcast is indeed free.
1: Truthfully, we do this because it's fun, and we spend so much fucking time together anyway. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
0: Besties. Okay. Make yes. sure you water yourself and your friends. See you Good. next week. Bye. Bye.